0: is
2: the Toffee Web podcast. Hello blues, welcome back to the Toffee Web podcast. It's the eve of the Anfield derby as we record that fixture that evokes dread tinged with the tantalizing hope of what could be. Uh, I'm joined by Paul Trail and Adam McCulloch for a quick pre-derby podcast. Uh, Adam, we'll start with you because regular listeners of the show will have noticed that our introductory music has changed and that's your handiwork as you composed it and put it together for us. So first off, kudos and thanks to you for that. And secondly, how are you feeling about this season's trip to Mordor?
0: Um, Yes, suitably charged after that music. (laughs) Um, I'd say it's that familiar feeling of, oh... We're 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 playing them at a good time. We've got every reason to be positive, but as you've uh, as you've touched upon there, there is still obviously past experience that points always towards the inevitable glum feeling. So I'm I'm very much hedging my bets. Um, it's it's nerve wracking. I guess what's given us a little bit of extra incentive, as if we needed it, was a, a win takes us out of the bottom Mm -hmm. three uh, based on the results of this weekend. And even a point takes us level with Leeds. Uh, Is it Leeds or West Ham? It'll be... Leeds, yeah. Leeds, yeah. Um, Yeah. So it does give us that start to to aim towards where we can hopefully try and move ourselves away from a position we're in. Um, But regardless of their form... Regardless of the positive feelings that have, have come from the Arsenal performance, yeah, there's still that that feeling that it's it's going to take something big. It's going to take a really positive performance, and we're probably going to do it without Dom as well. So it means changing a winning side and a really a really positive performance from Arsenal is probably going to have to be replicated without our talisman. So it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see whether. Don makes an appearance at some point, and how I guess Deitch deals with the conundrum that's faced many an Everton manager of recent times—how to how to make make us effective without him. So it's 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 an interesting one. Um, I wouldn't say it's a free hit, but that performance in my last game certainly made it feel a, a little bit a little bit less uh, dependent on us getting something from it. But anything would be great, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm hopeful of it. Um hopeful of a draw, maybe more so than perhaps usual. I don't know, after uh, after last week's performance. But um, yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the last podcast, we did, we, we dogged on like homework and sort of predicted where we were going to finish. And did I have us on the dizzy hikes of 45 points? And that was really based on like, well, being high from the Arsenal win. <laughs> uh, but also a lot of, stupidly, um, Dominic Carvert-Lewin's um, availability. And it's really struck me just this last few days as I've been just looking at a lot of the other teams around us who have strengthened and a lot of them picking up points in various ways, you know. And um, it really, it's really, I don't know, I don't know how, why, but it's really had me worried this weekend just, just for sudden. It's just hit me. I don't know why I didn't think about this sooner, but it's really going to, it really it, it could well bite us on the ass just not having um, Dominic Carver-Lewin available. Uh, we haven't really, we haven't got anyone else who can do anything like what he does. Um, the way Sean Dice you know, Typically, sort of plays it's you know, it, it, it's with a big center forward, really. I think whether Neil Mopay can do that, I don't think they can really rely on Ellis Sims to do that. So, um, going into tomorrow's game, I think the if we were going to go, go there and, and win, I think we'd really need Dominic Cavalier available, is, is, is the way I feel, unless we were sort of nick someone from a set piece and you know, defend for our lives, sort of thing. Um, yeah, we're set up to, but if we can set up right, then we, we you know, we, we might be able to get um. Might be able to get a point. We might be able to, you know, we might get able to, might be able to get three points. Who knows? But, it, you know, we'll be disciplined. I'm sure. But I just had this, just, just certainly, just, this last couple of days. There's a real, real worried about can we survive and I'm talking a bit more about survival more so than the derby right now because I just worry about not having Dominic Calvert-Lewin available in these games. And just again, it goes back. Maybe, maybe to think it looks so bad on the board. We, we could have got the, could have got rid of Lampard a lot sooner. Had he done that and got Daishin soon, then we we saw Anthony Gordon. We could have had Chris Wood the other way as as a sweetener, just for an example. That probably would have been something that could have happened. Yeah, I mean, just... And and then we'd have had that target man back up and somebody else who can do the job. And um, it just worries me a little bit. So I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there. There's a little bit bit of a rant. But just... um, Just concerned. I think the point I'm making really concerned about the potential unavailability of Dominic Cavalier, and particularly for games like this. That's a big concern for tomorrow. If he's available, if he's fit... I'd really fancy fancy your chances a lot more for sure. So um, that's uh, that's where I'm at with it. Um, A lot less now on Dominic being available for as many games as possible. So if he can be fit for tomorrow, I'd really fancy your chances really would.
2: Yeah, I don't think you're alone (laughs) in feeling that. I would be Hmm. very surprised if he started just based on Hmm. the fact that he hasn't been training. Um, You know, I think that... uh, I don't know. Is Dutch much of a one of a of a mind games? Why? I don't think he seems more, you know, straight down the line. Mm. Um, and it, it seems, you know, based on his comments in the press conference, that uh, you know, touch and go at best is is not a ringing endorsement of a player's fitness. Um, so, yeah, that uh, I think uh, my production my, my predictions are also done on the on the understanding or the assumption that that Dom was going to be available for more matches than not. Um, so, yeah, I I still it, it still baffles me that we have got to this point that the, the the club has allowed us to get to this point where we are sweating on the fitness of a player who has not been consistently fit for the best part of two years. Uh, it is absolutely um, mystifying to, that they've allowed it to get to this point. And I, you know, you can make all the excuses you like about those last few days of the window, how difficult it is to sign players in January. Um, it's difficult to sign players at the very end of January because you know no one wants to get rid of um, the, the sort of the, one of the most important positions in football, which is a, a goal scorer. No one wants to do that. Um, so I think what what encourages me. I mean, I'm, I always, I always, I'm always hopeful of a draw in the derby because it's you know it's a it's a local grudge match. Um, the form book, as they say, goes out the window. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> I've I've learned never to be confident about a win. No matter how well we're playing and how badly they are playing, because you know it's um, whether you're going optimistic or pessimistic, hopeful or fearful. It doesn't seem to matter in the in the derby. I mean, you know, they, more often than not, they're sort of decided on on a single moment, and usually, usually we come out on the worst end of it, as we know all too well. Um, so, I, I just think it's. Um, I, I think we need to. This is going to be a test of 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 Sean Dyche's um, adaptability. I think he's going to have to, as we've been saying the last couple of pods, is find a way. Um, and whether that means whether that means trying someone like Ellis Sims just because he fits the profile um, of 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 his football, um, a lot will obviously depend on how much he's sort of seen in training. Um, the fact that he mentioned him in the press conference, I think, is is might be, it was interesting that he might be involved at some point. Um, you know, he's there's lots of people saying that he's not ready, and I I, I think that that, that kind, of, kind of stands to reason. I mean, he's never consistently played at Premier League level. Uh, he he had that performance at, that that start at Chelsea under Benitez, where you know he did a job, but he wasn't um, he wasn't sort of throwing himself around in the way that a Calvert Lewin would. And so that's uh, that, that's obviously something that uh, Daichi and his his team will have have had assessed um, during training. My my suspicion is you'll start with more pages for the experience um, and try and find ways of getting him into the game and adapting things accordingly. Um, and we'll have to sort of sort of see how that goes. But uh, yeah, never never confident about going into a Derby, but but hopeful um, given you know we've we've kind of got our tails up, and I think we'll scrap. And I think that's going to be important. And if we can get amongst them and and score an early goal, I think they they are in in a, a sort of psychological space where we might be able to capitalize.
0: That's the thing that 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 debate between the sort of experience of Mopay versus the style of Sims. It's it's tricky, isn't it? One mm-hmm. one fits more into the mold of what Dominic offers up front. Um, but if we're talking about yeah, getting around them, frustrating them forcing them into errors because they, they do look really brittle at the back. I think we have seen from Mopay, even though he clearly lacks the ability uh, that Dominic does to play up top on his own and occupy defenders in that same way, he can really frustrate. He can niggle. He can get in and around those players and he, his, his movement's good. So if we can provide him with some kind of service, then he probably will start to look a little bit more threatening, certainly than he did under the, the last few games of uh, Lampard's tenure, where we, he he was very anonymous, wasn't he? Um, as for Sims, it, yeah, it's it, he's he's such an unknown quantity. We we joked about him being like a new signing when he came back in January, and yes, there he is. He's the new signing. Um, it's <laughs> um, as you say, it's a damning diamond of our recruitment that this podcast is a year old and it's a conversation we've had about calvert Learns fitness since <laughs> since the start. Um, yeah. But I think that they both offer different things, whether, I, I mean, you, you would assume that it would probably be an unchanged side with, as you say, Bope up top. Um, but the fact that Sims is in that conversation, as you say, suggests that he's worked his way up, up the pecking order, whether that's by default or not. He might have shown something in training. Um, certainly the patches I saw of his, his play at Sunderland, he 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 certainly looks a prospect, whether he can build on that in the in the way that Cavett Learn did when he first came to the club. He, he looked raw and he played his way into various managers' <laughs> thoughts, I guess. So maybe Sims can do the same, but obviously you'd much prefer him to be doing that when we're in a safely ensconced, in-mid-table position rather than you need to be the main man. Um, that's where we're going to struggle. But in, in terms of causing them problems and maybe either winning us little niggly set pieces further up the pitch or late on being someone to hold the ball up. I think Sims Sims could do both of those things and in terms of yeah, getting in the opponent's faces and being narky and a bit annoying. Um Mope certainly has provided that. Um if he can if he can rattle some cages, um, we'll hopefully cause him some problems but i think uh yeah the words disciplined and defensive i think we'll, we'll we'll be focusing more on those aspects of the arsenal performance rather than um some of the more attacking football we saw in the home game but who knows
2: but that, yeah but that that's kind of the concern is that if we are playing more defensively and we are going direct i think we saw in that last half an hour against arsenal that mm. we struggled to keep the ball up top um, and that is my concern and that that makes me wonder if he does go for Ellison's just to have someone who does have the height up there, um, to win some, to win some, some balls. But if we're, if, if we're going for a, you know, more counter, attacking style, then Damari Gray comes into the conversation. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's not interesting. It's not a straightforward one, is it, Paul?
1: No, that's a good point. I'd even, I'd, I'd, I'd even consider Demari Gray there, to be fair. Um, uh, yeah, that, 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 that could be, uh, I guess they ace up the sleeve sort of thing, but it's not because he's been one of the you know he's he's been one of the better players all season. It won't be a, a shock to, to anybody to see him play. For yeah, you clock know, won't be surprised mm-hmm. to see him play. Um. I mean, Neil Mope is his debut for Everton was against Liverpool, if I'm not mistaken, in the Merseyside derby earlier this season, he did pretty scored, well. Yeah. He should have <laughs> scored. He missed a good chance, <laughs> yeah. but I think he—I think we were all certainly—I I recall being quite impressed with his um, ability to hold the ball up for for his size and his his body strength being pretty good. I think I, I even likened him to Mark Hughes on one of these podcasts, I think, which is maybe a bit a, a bit of a stretch, but um, you know, I think it was—I was impressed with his ability to do that and. We have, he really hasn't—he hasn't really played that role at all, really, kind of since then. He scored a good goal against West Ham in the game after that. I think is only one for us, but I remember, yeah, we, he, he's capable of 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 being a nuisance up there and holding the ball up a little bit. I mean, you can't go—I don't think you can go long expecting to win headers, but you can if you can get the ball up to him right. and yeah, you know, into his feet, then he can hold the ball up quite well and bring others into play. So we've got—we've got to you know try and work on that tactic a bit more as well the midfield three, I guess, if you go, you presume you're going through them. Um, you go going through uh, Anana and Gay and uh, Decoray. I think you got good, you know, you, you got good legs in there if you're going with them three. So, um, you know, it's. I don't think Sean Dyche is ever the sort of manager to go, all oh, right, you know, we're just going to go sit in and hope for the best. I think you, you seem like he's always got a plan to try and win. You know, it's not always a case of just, oh, let's see what we can get. If you nick a draw, then great. I think he will have a plan to sort of try and get at the Liverpool and try. I've seen these. A lot of the games he's played at Liverpool previously, he's he's lost many of them with Burnley, but they've they've often been in the game. Obviously, they won at Burnley in the COVID uh, at Anfield in the COVID season, but they've often been in the game and caused problems and frustrated. Maybe with generally a better set of players and some players he you knows maybe he can do do a bit more. So. um I'm never one to sort of throw the towel in the derby before it starts. You're always thinking, sometimes people are just so negative about it, they go, like, oh great, well let's write that one off. And yeah. I can never look at it that way, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you got to be a bit, bit pragmatic due to our record in in derbies over the last however many years, and uh, certainly at Anfield. So, um, but yeah, it's, at the same time, it's, it's it's slightly a free hit in that, like, whatever happens in this game, we've got Leeds at home next, and uh, if we beat Leeds at home next, we will be out of the bottom three, um, pretty much certainly, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we would be. So, if we'd, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of one of them games, a little bit of like, okay, and, and then the destiny's kind of sort of in our hands, regardless of that, you know? So, um, if we, you know, maybe the pressure's off slightly, and the pressure's very much on Liverpool, isn't it, from the media's eyes, because they're, you know, that the Klopp, Klopp's been under a lot of pressure. He's, he, he's yeah, looking a bit, um, ragged doesn't he, at the moment? And um, certainly a few of my mates, Liverpool fans, there. Yeah, they're they're a bit concerned, very concerned, obviously about the way they're going at, at the moment. So, um, you know, it's, it, it could be a chance. You write an early goal could really get the crowd against them a little bit at Anfield there. And who knows? So, um, yeah, maybe a bit more optimistic than I have been in previous seasons. But you always got to go in there believing you can get something from the game for sure. And uh, yeah, still believe again.
0: I think it'll be important that whoever does play up top, you mentioned that midfield three, and that was what really caused Arsenal problems, wasn't it? It was the likes of Inanna breaking the lines, the likes of Decore getting us further up the pitch. Whoever's in that midfield three, and and the the wide players again are going to have to put in a real shift. As long as we can get close to whoever's up top, we will cause them problems, and we will get the opportunity for set-piece. And we saw against Arsenal, not, not only with the goal, but the other chances we created, and I'd, I'd certainly fancy us in set pieces against Liverpool at the moment. They they look really brittle. They look shorn of confidence, and and I think just a few of those moments in their final third, as you say, to, to, to get the, the crowd a little uneasy, and certainly to get that back line questioning. Um, then we can start to hopefully cause some problems. Play, play play with not not with the shackles completely off because yeah, we we are going to have to be disciplined. Um, but it'd be nice to ask them a few questions. And I think that's that's where in previous years we've sometimes gone into these games and gone, oh, they're not that good. They don't look that good on paper. We're in a good moment. And then we just don't quite pose enough of a problem and we, we come away from it. And as you say, Lyndon, those single moments are often the ones that cause you to have that clockwork orange moment of just horrific scenes that you want to unsee. Um <laughs> we we don't want that to happen again um but if but if we if we can at least come out with a really positive performance from this on the back of that arsenal performance then coming out of those two games with two good performances and at least three points i think we all would have taken that um before Deitch's arrival
2: oh
1: 100%
2: yeah 100% yeah I think that what we were talking about last week, and in terms of it, just it wasn't just sort of long, long ball that we were played we played against Arsenal. There was lots of transition through, um, through midfield, and that's I think where we we could be dangerous. And if we can keep the ball, if if it's say if, it, if it if it is Mope that starts, and we are sort of breaking through midfield as you say, um, with that midfield three plus it will be, then you've got you know, chances where you can keep the ball on the deck and actually move it around quite effectively. And that's, I think, where it's going to be interesting to see how where Deitch takes this um, in terms of his own um, development or, yeah, development as a coach. Um, and I think, and it's a point that lots of us have made, that, that he see, he is the manager you would want in this situation. So I think he will be able to, to find a way. He's got so much experience. Um, and it starts with... Keeping it tight um, and and being compact and frustrating them. Um, I don't know if uh, anyone's seen there was a um, there was a Tifo football video on co- co- comparing, um, Deitch to Lampard at one point, and it just struck me. We we all we all saw it and we all knew it was happening in real time. But it struck me just how ragged that midfield was um, under Lampard, just how open it was and how undisciplined some of the um, positioning of those midfield players was um and so that's what makes me confident now um that perhaps you know we are going to see evidence in the next few weeks that this team is a lot better than it than it um than it showed under lampard and it just the simple fact of being disciplined and compact and everyone knowing their roles and 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 having you know identified positions and they'll, and they'll stick to them. And as we saw, Mr. Deitch will make sure that they do by bellowing at them from the touch the touch lines. They just stay where you are. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going in with just, as I say, I'm, I'm, I'm always going, I always go in there with, a, with, with hope and uh, of a, at least coming out with a draw, which we've done many, many times, obviously had a fair share of pain on that ground. But it doesn't feel like we're going to have a kind of Martinez-style meltdown, um, or a or a Marco Silva-style meltdown um, at uh, at their place.
1: Is that what you call tepid confidence? Something like that. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. That's Not even quiet confidence. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am. <laughs> Is Virgil Van Dijk available? He's been training this last week, I believe. Uh, it just because you talk about set pieces, Adam, and he he makes mm. an enormous yeah. difference to them. I think like the I think a lot of the Liverpool defenders when they play alongside Van Dijk, will actually look quite good. Van Dijk's not there. You put them together, they, they seem so lost at sea. There's, it's, from, what, from what I can tell, he makes an enormous difference, obviously. He's an amazing, amazing defender. So um, if he's if he's not available, you know, again, you, you you feel a bit more optimistic. If he's back, yeah, you know, it's not to say we can't cause issues at set pieces. Of course we can, but yeah, it's obviously, he, he has them so much better organised than, than when he's not there. I think it does make a, a massive difference back there. So let's hope he's... Uh, Back in training, but not quite <laughs> not quite ready for this one would be, uh, would be, would be good. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, one thing, uh, just uh, just for the sake of another little bit of a man, so I was watching matches of the day last night. Um, and in nearly every game, I felt like they, they, they railed off some stats about how badly the opposition have been, uh, so uh, the teams have been doing in the games. I said West Ham, only four wins at home all season. One of them was obviously against us. Southampton uh one win in twelve or and they've lost eight of the Who last nine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh Wolves, uh before the game yesterday, won away win all season. <laughs> and uh, Bournemouth. Yeah, and Bournemouth just one point since one point since the World Cup and obviously we know what happened just before the World Cup. If, if we go down this season, I, I, I don't mean to keep this, turn this back to a podcast about potential relegation rather than the Merseyside derby, but if we if it, it's, it's games like that, which are going to cost us, isn't it? And just like, that just spotted mm-hmm. that last night, it just, it's just, it, it's been so bad. And that's when I started worrying about Calvert-Lewin's availability or lack of, you know what I mean? And just, the, so that, you know, and that we often do so well in the big games, which is quite strange, mm-hmm. isn't it? You know, so, and, um beating Arsenal at home, getting that point away at City. Yeah, I mean, you play played quite well against Man U away in the Cup as well. So, um, we drew with Liverpool at home you know, when they were a bit better than I are now, I think. Um, you know, so, yeah, maybe, maybe there's a cause for optimism actually due to how well we've been doing. And I think if we, if we do stay up these big game performances, they kind of, neutralizing the ones which were met, which were messing up against the teams which are struggling, you know what I mean? Because most of them aren't going to get them results against the big teams. So we seem to if we're doing it the wrong way around then we're going to need to be, keep on getting points against some of the big teams. So um yeah, maybe there's a bit more cause for optimism. Maybe maybe from maybe that possibly from tepid optimism to quiet <laughs> optimism actually, because maybe there's a bit more bit of <laughs> an opportunity because we, we seem to be doing all right against S- the bigger sli- teams. slightly louder them, optimism. Maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here Probably. we go. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> you, you're absolutely right, though. When when you look at the fact that we are the exception to the rule for a lot of these sides, um, particularly mm. the Nathan Jones reign at Southampton, we, we are that one win. Um, <laughs> The, 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 the man has become a, a, <laughs> a laughing amazing. stock. Um and I I feel a bit sorry for him because he's he's clearly out of his depth and it's a strange appointment by them, really. It does show you that changing manager doesn't always work mid-season and the timing of it is also so important as well. But um yeah, the fact we are that one kind of tick in his box as a, a Premier League manager, it really it really does sort of push home how poor we were. Um, Post World Cup, mm-hmm. and as you say, but I mean, we, we arguably gave Wolves the shot in the arm they needed to go on the run they're going on. Uh, we gave them that confidence booster, and yeah, the likes of Bournemouth and West Ham, again, really, really poor results. Um, but the flip side of that is, as you say, uh, the positive results against the bigger sides do give you that confidence to go forward. And I think any any kind of result tomorrow night really suddenly starts to get other sides around us worried as much as we'd be pumped for the uh, the running of the season. Mm-hmm. I think it would really start to send a message out that we, we're kind of playing the way we should be rather than what what we were for most of the season, a, a, a soft touch who you kind of wanted to face next, um, which yeah, is, is the only explanation really for the raggedness of our play and, and also dropping points in, in games that really, really... You shouldn't be. Um, so, anything tomorrow would would be great. Um, anything,
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. it'd be bonus. I mean, because we, as we've all been saying, these, I mean, the you know, Mosey side derby is never a free hit because you know you want to you want to do well in in, in the local grudge match. But uh, I think we were all thinking that we probably wouldn't get anything out of these next two, and that you know, Deitcher's work starts uh, leads at home. To, if, if we have let's say we have four points out of those two. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's brilliant. Of course, the key then is to make sure that we show up in the matches that we are, in in quotes, expected to win or expected to to do well in. And obviously Leeds home, Villa at home. Uh, Those are the kinds of games where we've come unstuck um, recently. But yeah, it's just as you say, those those home results and that match against West Ham with Sean Deitch in charge, those are sort of three games that you would want us to mm. have coming up, and the fact that they've already gone is it really is kind of um, well, it's, it's sickening on one on one level yeah. and it's harrowing on another. But I will say that that sort of the results and the performances over this weekend have have me encouraged. Um, you know, I think um, had Southampton been able to to grab a point, I think it would have been a bit better because, A, obviously Wolves would still be in touch for us tomorrow and Nathan Jones, the nutter, would still yeah. be in a job <laughs> and you yeah. could kind of just push that out a little bit. <laughs> Having said that, though, um, I think both both Southampton and Leeds, they, tried, they basically tried to replicate what we've been doing at home, sort of playing high-tempo, aggressive, um and thrive off a, a really charged um home atmosphere well as, as high as highly charged as St Mary's gets i suppose but they both came up empty and that um and the fact that Bournemouth didn't win I don't, you know they're not winning their home games um and so i think it it didn't look to me as though Southampton will have enough regardless of who they appoint um and Leeds, Leeds, I'm not so sure about It's actually a shame that that world football net site that we use for our predictions that they kind of reset. Cause I've lost mm-hmm. yes, sure so. the, <laughs> yeah. you know, how I predicted it was going to go because I think I had Leeds finishing on, on 39 points or something. Um, but I've, I, I I don't know who they're going to. Nathan appoint. Jones. I, I still think they're going to have. That'd be enough. great, will it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Frank.
2: Frank well, maybe a double hit of those <laughs> two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: what well, well, um, well, yeah. out of work, I think, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So, um, so I think that uh, as as Andy said on the last podcast, that he could he could now see two teams that are probably worse than us now, which makes you start to believe that really only have to sort of finish above one more to be safe. Um, that has me encouraged just, you know, because I, I watched the, the Southampton and the Bournemouth games. Um, and I just, if if I were a supporter of either one, I'd be incredibly concerned at this point. Um, whereas us, even with, and, and this whole Calvert-Lewin thing, I think that's why we need a few games. If, if he's not, not going to play for the next two, three games, I think then we're going to see, we're going to have a much better picture in the next two, three games of where we are without him and what yeah. we're going to be able to do without him. That's, um, but it is, as you say, Paul, it is it is concerning, because even if he's not scoring goals, he's still such an important part of the team and the way that we need to play. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, as I said, it's, it, it, that kind of makes something... I mean, I guess by, by winning the Arsenal game, it's given us the right to sort of, I don't know, have the derby being something of a free hit, because if we can get above Leeds and then st- stay above Leeds then I'd say that means we'll probably be safe, I would say, because I think we'd still we're above Leeds. We're probably still above Mm -hmm. Southampton and Bournemouth, I think as well. Um, And that just makes going ahead to next weekend. It sounds ridiculous to be looking ahead to next weekend, you know, 24 hours before the Merseyside derby, but Blimey, that's one monster game. It really, really is. That's a huge, huge, huge game uh, next week. I, I think much more important than tomorrow night. Regardless, uh, regardless what happens tomorrow night, we beat Leeds next week. We're ahead of them, um, and it, it, it's as simple as that. If you can, you know, if you can win tomorrow and then beat Leeds, then that's utopia, obviously. Or point tomorrow and then beat Leeds. Yeah, great. You know, that, you know absolutely brilliant. But. I'm just, I'm already thinking about the next game, the game after the derby because they'll have a new manager and by then I assume it's going to be an enormous game because the will be rocking, it's going to be absolutely it's, it's, it's by, yeah. it's, it's the six-pointers don't really come much bigger than that do they? Yeah, you know I mean? That's a massive massive, massive game but uh I'm sure Sean Dyche will be have the lads more focused on tomorrow's game than I am obviously and uh, I'm, sure, um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure sure they'll be up for it and yeah uh, and ready to go, and I think that's one thing we can, you can be confident in now, from now on in, for the rest of the season, with, with Sean Daishin, is that, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be there to give it a bloody good go, every game, and I think that's, uh, that's fair, and uh, if that's all they do tomorrow, is give it the best, and give it, you know, have a, have a good old crack, and uh, I think that'll be, in a way, enough, you know what I mean, to sort of come out of that game, thinking, bloody hell, we did all right there, regardless of the result, if you get a good, you know, if, if the result's positive, then fantastic, but. Having something to take into the Leeds game, the next game, which can carry on this momentum, okay, will uh, will is perhaps for me the most important mm-hmm. thing. But you know, you might you might then the derby can just they of the side in some some mad moments, isn't it? Which again, very mm-hmm. rarely seems to be go, going our favour, you know. So uh, form does kind of go out the window a little bit there. So uh, they'll, they'll they'll give it the best tomorrow. No doubt about that. Um, confident we'll do okay. I, I believe in them. Um, just, I worry about it just a bit. A bit too short up front to, to take the, to take the three points.
0: I think you're right though. Having having something something to go into uh, uh, to come out of the uh, the game tomorrow with because if we are doing the hypotheticals and going well, if if we'd have stuck with Frank with how we're playing, I think we we lose comfortably to Arsenal. We don't have any of his optimism. We're still shorn of confidence and looking further adrift, and then you're going into this game thinking, well, we we have to win, we have to get something, and then we've we've got to pick ourselves up and go again. I think there's... Sean Dyche keeps using the word feel. Uh used it as he was appointed. He, he's, he's been using it in press conferences ever since. And I think there does seem to be a feel. It's that intangible sense that... W- Things are a bit more secure. Things are a bit more solid. A bit more focused. Seen it in the performances. Um, maybe it's just the lack of snuds. Maybe that was causing some uh, <laughs> some confusion in that sense. But but we we do seem to look more of a a, a focused bunch and and having that going into a, a derby where how how many times have we lost it due to a lack of composure or a mad moment or something like that where. Our eyes have just been off the ball, um, quite literally at times. In uh, John Pickford's case, um, if if we can go into it with that focus, with with something to come out of it, then as you say, it then just leads us into what is it's it's, it's a cup final, isn't it? But the Leeds game, it, it's absolutely massive. It's it's one of our chances to to right the wrongs of those performances against sides around us, and then it starts to draw in other teams. I mean, if if results had gone differently this weekend, the likes of Palace start worrying about their own form. The likes of, you know, there are other sides around us who could easily be dragged into it with, with just a a few positive results for us. And if, if they, if if the likes of West Ham start to stutter as well, um, there are, there are other sides that could be dragged into this forest we mentioned as well. Mm -hmm. So if, if we can have some momentum, if we can have some feel, um, after after Monday night, if we can have something, then it it makes us in a set up to do something good against Leeds. Um because yeah, it's it's one of those last times to really have have our destiny in our own hands when it comes to points that there might be other times of the season, I think when we were doing those hypothetical lead positions, there were times where it was oh well we were eighteenth until the, the last week of the season. We we really don't want that, do we? It'd be it'd be great if by Late March, April, we were starting to think about. Okay, we we might just be away from this, maybe.
2: Yeah, if we keep putting, if we keep putting results together, you know, it'll mm. just take care of itself. And that's the thing. I'm um, just going back to the um, the potential Liverpool lineup. I'm just looking at the BBC's um, team news, and they say that it could come too soon for Firmino, um, Virgil Van Dijk, um, Arthur, or do you say Artur? Uh this <laughs> is Fabinho could be back, but I mean he he's been in, in bad form, but Tiago probably mm. won't play. Luis Diaz is out, Konate is out. Um I mean, so if you had to pick a time, you know, to to play them to try and yeah. get something out of this game, this is it. But then again, <laughs> it's this famous, famous last words, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it's so when you look at sort of like squad depth again, though. I mean, again, just to uh, just go back to Vamp mode again. The um I think speaking to a few mates of mine who are Liverpool fans, they were saying, Oh, we've got no depth, you know, look at the injuries you got up front. We haven't got enough depth. I was like, No, come on. You've, they've been unfortunately hit by a lot of injuries in attacking areas, but they got what well, Diaz, Firmino, Jota, Salah, Nunes and Gapco. Uh, um three of them are out injured and Diaz Firminio and Jota They've still got sala uh, Mo Salah, Darwin Nunes, Cody Gapco. God knows what the combined fears of them. We have one player out one player out injured. Um one main player. I'm a really, really struggling. Yeah, we haven't we haven't got four or five players there and go, oh well, you know, we can swap him over for him, you know what I mean? Fabios injured, oh well we can play Nunes We've got and we haven't even got like nearly that luxury. Well, so we haven't got anything like that. We lose one man up on your rightland, and it's been the case for the best part of two years now, knowing that we've only got, you know, he's been on main strike and we haven't, you know, been very reliant on him and he's injury prone. Um we've done nothing about it. Um yeah, it's a, you know, it's it, it's head and shoulders in terms of what they've got available, and that—that's that, them with a bit of an injury crisis. And they can still, they can, they'll still play tomorrow. Mo Salah, Darwin Nunes, and Cody Gakpo. I mean, like that's yeah. As, as a front three, it's pretty, pretty darn good, I would say, you know. So um, and yeah, and, and and we've lost players in that time, haven't we? We've lost Richarlison, and we've lost Gordon. We haven't really replaced, we haven't replaced them. You know what I mean? So um, it's. Yeah, we've 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 trimmed down, and you know they and they they've got all that. Yeah, you know, so even with injuries, they're, they're still pretty formidable. But you're right, looking at all them throughout, scattered ones throughout the team that aren't available for them, it could be a good time to play them. And If Van Dyke isn't available, that's the big one for me because I think they just, it just makes such such a massive difference to them. That's a, that that's the big one, and Dice Sean Dice could well capitalize on that if he's not available.
0: We have got a really good option in. Um potentially to come back up front because we've got Jared Branthwaite obviously scoring goals for fun for PSV who yeah. I feel Sean Dyche would love a six foot five mm-hmm. <laughs> barely left footed striker to work with um, but yeah you, you're right I think their their level of crisis is less heightened than ours just because yeah we we haven't got the depth to deal with um, I, I was looking at the sides from uh, one particular awful derby day past um, the the uh, Pickford-Clangor in the 96th minute and you look at that Liverpool side compared to ours they had Alisson in goal Alexander Arnold Gomez Van Dijk Robertson Wijnaldum Fabinho Shaqiri Firmino Mane Salah up front whereas we have Pickford Coleman Keane and Mina okay? those four are all still at the club and you've got Luke, Dean Bernard Gay who's only just recently returned mm-hmm. Andre Gomez out on loan Walcott gone Sigurdsson gone Richarlison gone we haven't had that same consistency. We've not been able to lose a player here and add one mm. add one back as 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 they've managed to do, sort of sell sell players pretty well and then reinvest. We've had to consistently rebuild. Um and and I think that's where you start to notice the problems like the centre-forward position. It's 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 been an issue not just for this season but for seasons. <laughs> it's it's really existed for a long time covering that area. Um there's obviously not a lot we can do to fix it now other than what Dodge can do on the training ground. And hopefully if 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 Dominic doesn't play on on Monday night and we can we can have a, a really strong showing from Mope that he maybe takes into the Leeds game um and he he's playing with a bit more fire in his belly, or if you know, the likes of Ellis Sims as his Tyus Brown in derby goal moment and you know it starts to start to play with a bit of uh, a a bit more passion and ferocity and show what you can do. You never know; we might find our our solution with what we've already got. But um yeah, I think it, it does highlight the difference between the sides in terms of yeah what what they've got to work with and what we are working with.
2: Yeah, they've definitely got much more depth. But I think any time that your first choice team. And a number of your first choice team mm. are out. than it does, just mm. regardless of how much depth you have, it does cause problems. Yeah. But it's a, uh, it's kind of sobering that the last time we won at Anfield, obviously, without fans, which is um, mm. why rectifying that tomorrow would be uh, would be fantastic. Uh, but the three players who orchestrated that, James, Richarlison, and Sigurdsson aren't there anymore. So it's just uh, it just goes to your point that uh, yeah, we've we've lost some of our uh, most creative and and, and productive players and uh, not really replace them. but uh, That's
0: less than two years ago, and you think of yeah, the yeah, amount yeah. of change and upheaval yeah. since then. If you'd have said after that moment, which felt like a, a like we've got rid of a hoodoo, that we'd have gone through Ancelotti, Benitez, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lampard no. and now Sean Dyche, <laughs> yeah. let alone the players on the pitch, it's mm-hmm. it's it's frightening to think of. But yeah, what w- wouldn't it be great to do in front of the fans tomorrow?
2: Yeah, we certainly... Uh, certainly have well certainly have, certainly have earned it <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well worth the wait for those who get to go so uh, yeah we'll have to see fingers crossed the Blues can uh, can do the business As Sean Dyche can work a bit of magic and um, yeah I'd say anything we can get out of that anything we can get out of that game would be fantastic uh, to take into Leeds uh, but uh, until we get ready to return Blues take care and uh, we'll speak to you very soon up the top please.